Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. It is going to be sweet. We are going to be talking about victim mentality, false identities, and are we claiming these? Are we, are we claiming these false things over our businesses, over our decisions, over our relationships, all of it? And it is so crazy because I think that you are going to realize that so much of what we think can actually affect our actions. It can affect our success. It can affect our relationship with God, our husbands, our kids, all of it. And so I am super excited to tap into this conversation today. Are you a Holy Spirit-filled online coach or course creator who's ready to disrupt ministry and step into your God-given calling, share your testimony, and serve who God called you to serve? Well, if so, welcome to the She's Wild and Radiant podcast with Ashley June, where we talk about all things online business, coaching, funnels, faith, motherhood, culture, and more. You don't have to build an online business like the world. God has set you apart to do something great, and he will equip you as you walk by faith and not by sight. You also don't have to do it alone. There's a community of incredible freedom and faith-filled women in my online community who are here to stir you up, hold you accountable, and be your hype girls during the up and down mountain journey of navigating the online business world in a fallen world. If we haven't met, I'm Ashley June, MBA, multi-six plus figure online business owner, wife to an ex-ski bum, mama to three crazy little wild ones, and a wannabe surf babe who believes we have been placed in the business battlefield and it's time to put on our Joan of Arc and take back the territory. I help women, coaches, and course creators launch and scale their online businesses to consistent 10 to 50K months while putting on their Holy Spirit Activate and trusting God to do the rest through letting faith, strategy, and grit guide the rest. After running a local photography business for six years and then shutting it down cold turkey in 2018 out of obedience, I am no newbie to the battleground of entrepreneurship. I turned away 250 clients that next year so I could build what God was telling me to build with a newborn at home and two others under five. It finally clicked for me when I submitted to God's way and stopped being so fearful of how man told me to run my business. Since then, it's been a journey, but I get to share it with you every step and stumble of the way. Imagine building an online coaching business that literally is your ministry and not only brings in the bucks, but gives you the freedom to give to the causes and ministries that set your heart on fire. This is something you can do, and it doesn't have to be that hard if you'll just step into what God has called you to do, trust the process, and walk in the obedience of his order. We don't have to fight it, you guys. This isn't the prosperity gospel, and I am your non-woke girl. And I will tell you, it doesn't happen overnight, but sowing God. God's way will always bring forth an incredible harvest and even more joy. Go ahead and grab the bubble-filled drink, hot chai latte, or heck, grab a piece of pizza as you step into today's episode. Can't wait to see you in there. Ah, you guys, trauma, victim mentality, false identities. (laughs) How many of you guys have been victim to this stuff before? Like, have you been victim to victim identity? I know I have. I feel like everybody has had these moments where we have felt downcast and frustrated. And, you know, we we go through seasons of grief. Like there are things that happen in our life, you know, that put us in a position to do that. Uh, but we have to say, how long is this going to last? You know, we have to start doing things differently. 
And I want to talk about this today because I think it is so incredibly huge. If there is anything that we really need to focus on in society, it truly is identity, you know? And so our kids need it. We need it. You know, Satan is a roaring lion on the prowl to steal this from us. So before I get into the meat of the episode, though, you guys, I actually want to invite you into a brand new freebie download that we just created. You guys, it's the Holy Spirit led coach's guide to hitting the first hundred K in the next 12 months in your coaching business. So many of you guys are struggling. Okay. You maybe have not launched a program yet. Maybe you're wanting to build a program and you're just not, you know, sure where to start. Maybe you are just posting on Instagram, getting stuck in all the the hustle social media things and really don't have any finalized product to put out into the world because you have just fallen victim to what all the pressure around you is trying to tell you to do or just that that fake pressure of, oh my gosh, this person is posting on Instagram. I got to go post on Instagram too, you know, all of it. And you need a roadmap. You want to understand how to hit 100K in the next 12 months. And this is $100,000 in your first year of business, or maybe it's your third, you know, maybe it's your second, maybe it's your fifth, and you still have not hit that. But I will tell you guys, if you have not hit $100,000 in your business yet, you are at the beginning of the journey. You you are, you know, and there's probably some foundational things that you have to go back to in your business so you can rebuild it the right way and or build it the right way from the beginning. So I'm going to let you in on some sweet little secrets, share some of my story with you. Um, I have built several businesses at this point in time, and it was very, very easy for me to hit the first 100K um, in 12 months after changing some of the things that I was was doing wrong. <laughs> and honestly, um, deciding to take the approach that I'm going to do what God is calling me to do regardless of fear of man. And so I'm going to unveil the mystery of what this looks like. We're going to look at numbers. You're going to learn about my five phases for building a business in biblical order. Um, And I'm going to show you that it's really not that hard. It's not as hard as you think it is. And it is something that is totally manageable. So go to the link in the show notes, you guys. Download this free guide. Read it. Study it, you guys. And then honestly, if you are just needing more more help and wanting to understand the next steps, go check out our coaching program, the Sela Collective. It's a sweet 12-month group coaching program that will meet you wherever you are at in the journey of getting to that first 100K and then beyond. So you guys, as we step into today, you know, as I mentioned, identity is something that we really, really, really need in this world right now. Like we are struggling from intense identity issues. This is one of the reasons that we see, you know, like the LGBT community coming after our kids and our kids falling victim to this um, sort of stuff right now. This is why we see abortion being on on um, on such a rampage, you know, um, literally. And it's like abortion is killing the identity of 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 people. You know what I mean? This is why we see people being so against having children. Um, this is why we see mothers who are just so forced to be out of the home and, or, you know, told not to have kids or not to have more kids. Like we are literally squashing and killing 
identity, you know, and, and for what, and for what cost you guys, this is not the way that the Bible intended it. You know, God said, be fruitful and multiply. And at the end of the day, like we just really need a solid foundation in our identity because Satan is literally out there trying to destroy it. New tricks, (laughs) new, new tricks or a new way of doing things, same old problems that have happened, you know, throughout all of time. Like Satan is always trying to go after, um, identity and why? Because for us that have, you know, an identity in Christ, you know, he wants to get rid of that. He doesn't want Christ showing up in us. And then for everybody else, he wants to steal their identity before they can even discover that they have an identity in Christ because then, you know, he, he, he wins, like he gets vindicated. And so we truly, truly as a society need to be so focused on forging godly identities, identities in Christ. If we really want to step into the fullness of Christ that God has for us. And so how do we do this, you guys? Well, today we're going to talk about victim mentality, trauma, you know, false identities, um, how this affects our business, how this affects our family. And at the end of the day, we really need to think about how, how can I change this, you know, and we really need to consider how can I rewire my brain? Because we truly think what we become, you know, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he Proverbs 23, seven. We know that if we are thinking these false things over us and claiming these false identities and claiming victim mentality, that that is, that is what we will become. It's so funny that the Bible is actually so on with just basic, you know, psychology topics that the the more psychology you learn and the more that you study and yada, 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 so much of it is actually given to you in the Bible. You know, like the Bible is all, all we truly need. Like we don't even need psychology. Like psychology is a man-made thing. God actually told us all of this in the Bible, you know, like it, it's actually kind of mind blowing. Like we just like to complicate things and then, you know, kind of take things and twist things. And then there's just some crazy psychology that tries to get in there and, you know, make these experiments that are, um, you know, uh, influenced by things that are not accurate or for like a certain, um, a certain motive in mind, you know, I mean, it's like thinking about scientific experiments are a lot of those scientific experience or experiments actually correct. No, because they have manipulated the variables and tried to, you know, put them to, um, or put them in a form that's going to change the outcome so they can influence behavior and influence people for, um, unhealthy agendas, you know, and obviously this is not, everyone, but we see the same thing also happen in psychology. And so there's actually like a lot of psychology and a lot of stuff out there that the root of it, you know, is very, can be very biblical, but they like to twist it and turn it into something that is not actually going to help us with our pain or overcoming victim mentality, trauma, false identity, yada, yada. Um, and we really need to go back to the word, you know, we really need to go back to the word. And I'm kind of saying this in the sense of, I feel like I, like many women, you know, um, pre 2020, you know, that's when my awakening really just happened, um, just to a whole nother level. But a lot of us got stuck in this like self-help, you know, like 
the self, the self help thing, you know? And then what we have also seen, you know, out of this like self help trend is that a lot of people have started to fall victim to the new age and the manifestation culture. And, um, we're really just seeing a ton of non biblical things, um, go after identities again. And it makes me so sad because a lot of Christians who I thought that they were solid before, like I'm seeing them like fall into this sort of stuff. And it just makes me think how vigilant we really, really, truly have to be to make sure that, you know, like we are walking in, in the true identity of who Christ is and we're not falling victim to the counterfeits, you know? And so, um, as we're kind of going into this, let's talk about victim mentality first. Um, Victim mentality, you guys, is like pretty much always having a chip on your shoulder. Like, you know, I, I'm not good enough. Um, why did this happen to me again? Um, I mean, it's like victim mentality is kind of like Eeyore, you know, like the Eeyore, (laughs) the Eeyore personality. Wah, 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 wah. And victim mentality is, is, there's no place for victim mentality in entrepreneurship. Like truly, truly, there is no place for victim mentality in entrepreneurship. Um, You will not be successful if you are a victim. You will not be successful if you are a victim. I think that a lot of this stuff is actually formed out of trauma. Like we don't realize that we really are all products of trauma. Um, This could be birth order associated. Maybe growing up, you always saw your siblings getting things that you didn't um, or, you know, like typical like middle child syndrome, you know, like, oh, the oldest one gets all the attention and is always like behaving well. And then like the youngest one is like getting all of the love because they're just like, you know, stealing all of mom's attention and poor me, poor me. Like I'm a middle child, you know, I'm not getting the love. I'm not getting the attention, um, all of that. And, you know, things like that can grow up into identities where they can grow into adults and they can start to say, ah, I, it just never goes my way you know, it just never goes my way. I never get enough. Um, this person doesn't love me enough, yada, yada, yada. And while some of this stuff really is true, like, I mean, there, there are actual gaps, like it's, it's things as simple as birth order that can be traumatic to people. And they can take these identities into their adult lives, into their businesses, into their marriages, into their parenting, um, just into their friendships, relationships, all of it. And then they can act like that and wonder why they are still not happy. You know, um, another example would be maybe somebody, um, was abused, you know, maybe there was, um, maybe there was physical, emotional abuse in, in a relationship. And this person is so hurt that any type of, uh, constructive criticism or any type of challenge for them to shake off the false identity and to not operate from that place of fear is offensive to them you know, like, because it reminds them of like fight or flight mode. Gosh, I got to get out of this fight or flight mode, you know, um, or I got to get out of this situation. I got to, you know, this person, they're attacking me, you know? And it's like, no, this person might actually be speaking truth over you, you know? And obviously you guys, how we communicate and how we talk is so important. I'm a very direct personality. And so I can definitely be an offender, you know, and I'm also a personality who has always been somebody who has called people up, like, called people up into their calling. And a lot of people haven't been ready for that, you know? And so it's so funny because I look back at different friendships and relationships or, um, 
having conversations with my siblings. I'm the oldest, by the way, um, and, and whatnot. And I am like the one who is like pushing them to be better and like will poke at those like weak spots because I know that they can be better. But I also have to be so careful, you know, like and have grace in those moments and um, really word things and verbalize things in an encouraging way. And so it's just so funny because like even those things can come into um into things regarding how I operate or like, I think being the oldest child will kind of go back to some of that birth order stuff for a minute. Um, being the oldest child, you know, the oldest children are typically very, like, they really want to do things the right way. They're hard workers. They're very driven. You know, they're used to being independent. Um, it reminds me, there's like this guy on Instagram. I can't even remember his name, but he does all these reels of like the oldest, the middle and the youngest. And it's so funny because like, I'm seeing this in my children a hundred percent and it's hilarious to me. Um, but anyway, so like oldest, you know, like I I always want to do things perfectly, um, or don't want to mess up or want to do the right thing and whatnot. Like that is so deeply ingrained in me. And so when I get criticized sometimes, or I have somebody say, oh no, you didn't do this right. Or you need to change this for a long time. That would feel like rejection to me, you know? And I look at where things in my life, how I grew up, you know, with my parental dynamic and in, in my own house and whatnot, you know, and my dad, like, you know, he suffered with rejection and we pass on, um, we pass on like these generational struggles, you know, and it's just interesting. Like I remember my grandma saying that she felt like I was suffering for, with a spirit of rejection. And then just the, the lifelong stories that you hear like generationally, you know, kind of come in and so for a while, you know, I think I adopted the victim mentality of like, I just get rejected. You know what I mean? Instead of kind of turning my mindset around and being like, this person is not rejecting me. Like they are reacting to their own circumstances. It really has nothing to do with me. And, or maybe this person is actually trying to love me, you know? And so if we can be super internally focused on just kind of like submitting, you know, like putting our pride down and just submitting to like, like what is going on? Like, God, like what, like, what is the root of this that's going on inside of me? Why am I acting like a victim? Why am I operating out of trauma? Why am I claiming a false identity? It's really going to help us to progress in all areas of our life. And specifically, you guys, I see too many women doing this in their business. Okay. Um, we make excuses. I'm going to start when it's not crazy. I don't have the money to invest. I will never have the money to invest. I'm not that lucky. Oh, I have young kids at home. I, I can't do this. No one's going to buy from me. I'm, I'm not qualified to do this. If I fail, I'm not going to be able to handle that. Like That is just too much rejection for me, and I'm just not willing to, to go there. So many of us claim victim identities over our business journeys. Oh, I tried this once. I failed. I just must not be cut out for this. (laughs) You guys, we got to toughen up. We got to toughen up, you guys. We are not victims. We are victors. (laughs) 
And it's so easy to go into this want, want, want attitude. And I still struggle with it sometimes. Like I have these moments where I'm like, oh, I'm just spinning my wheels. Why is this not working? Why is this so frustrating? Why is this not consistent? You know, and then I go through the highs of like, oh, I had like a killer launch or, you know, like a great evergreen month or, you know, whatever this can be. And I notice that when I really focus on the positive and how I can be proactive versus reactive to things and really just kind of focus on like what's going on internally, or like even just like looking at the gaps, you know, of what's happening in my business, instead of being like, nobody wants to buy from me. The market is, you know, it's the recession, the recession, it's all because of the recession that I'm not doing as well as I want. Or, um, Another example would be like, my business was working and then it stopped working as well. Gosh, what is wrong with people? You know, what is wrong with people? Instead of, oh, wow, like I have gaps in my business. I have like holes that I have to fill here. Like I have, I have some construction, some work to do behind the scenes. And if I don't submit and surrender to that process and only focus on how I'm a victim and how people have affected me and done this to me and yada, 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 I will never be able to grow and I will never be able to rehab, you know, the things that are happening, not only personally, but professionally in motherhood, in marriage, yada, yada, yada. If I am so stuck in living as a victim. And so right now, truly, you guys, like I want to claim, like shake off the victim spirit, like today, shake it off. You know who you are. You know who you are, who is struggling with this, shake it off. And if this offends you right now, you're probably suffering with victim mentality. Shake it off, girl. Shake it off, okay? Trauma. You guys, to be honest, I have felt levels of trauma in the last few years that I would have never imagined. And I have a ton of heart knowledge on this now. Deeper than I would have ever, like literally ever imagined. And I see dysfunctions that Maybe I saw hints of it, you know, but I see them at such a a different level, you know, and so many uh, things that I do and how I operate, um, things in my marriage, things in my parenting. Um, I see these things in my kids. Like, have you guys ever like seen your kids just completely go like uh, crazy intense with these things that you know that you that you taught them? And these are like the, the qualities that you have that you struggle with. They could be one of your greatest strengths, but then also one of your greatest weaknesses. Okay. And then you see your kids (laughs) take this quality that can be used for good, but turn into like an absolute monster. And you're like, Oh my gosh, like how did this happen? And you know, we as parents, like we're responsible for teaching our kids, you know, the right way, teaching them to know the Lord and to know the word. Like we are responsible for that, but we're also responsible for teaching our kids how to harness their power when it comes to their good qualities, their bad qualities, and the good qualities that if overused can become bad. I actually had a conversation about this with my kids recently. Like we are a family of leaders. And when you have a lot of Indian chiefs and not a lot of Indians, you know, (laughs) if we're all chiefs, that, that can make for a lot of power struggles that can make for a lot of intensity and it can be overwhelming at times. And it's so interesting because I'm definitely like a hardcore leader. Um, my husband, he is a leader, although he is, um, 
a more, uh, he's more avoidant in nature, you know, just wants to keep the peace and stuff. And so, um, has had a hard time dealing with some of the strong personalities in our home, even though he also has, um, a strong personality. And so it's so interesting because we, as leaders, I explained to my kids, I was like, we are all like these, these superheroes. Okay. And we're all these superheroes working together. But if we don't learn how to use our superpowers for good, then we will be a complete mess. Like we will be fighting other superheroes, you know? And so we need to learn how to work together as the superhero family we are because God has given us you know, he has given us a a purpose and he has called us to lead and he has called us to be strong for what is coming in the future. You know, like we, we are warriors. And if we're not being careful about using our super powers the right way and letting those powers be used the wrong way, then that's going to have a crazy big effect too. And so like learning, you know, to work together and to use these strengths for good instead of use them for bad is, is something that is so, so huge. And anyway, you know, kind of going back, like I have a lot of heart knowledge in terms of trauma. Um, lots of crazy things, you know, happened in my life over the last couple of years. And to be honest, not things that I chose or not things that I did anything wrong to have happened to me. Like these were the results of honestly, a lot of other people making decisions that hurt other people, you know? And, um, my reactions to these things though, put me in a state of trauma and like put me in a state of PTSD and put me in a state of being, I don't know, like, like scared to put myself out there or just like, kind of like if I put myself out there again, like what, what blow is going to come next? You know what I mean? Like, and I know so many of you guys have been in this life where like you have felt, you have felt these blows just come one after the other, after the other, after the other, after the other. And then you wake up and you're like, who am I? You know? And I I just think, and I'm like stepping out of this, you know, it's so easy to live apathetic. It's so easy to live just kind of waiting for that next blow. And I really, truly think that not only is this kind of part of the purification process, but in something that we were an actual victim too, I really believe that God is calling us to be a victor over that. And, but we need to be hyper vigilant, you know, in stopping these dysfunctions. We need to be hyper vigilant about not living in apathy. And it's so funny too, how God like will start in like crazy hard places that hit you from left field and then we'll slowly remove and purify and walk you through other areas in your life that you didn't even really know that you needed help in. And some things you might still be struggling with and God hasn't said like this is the time to deal with that because he's dealing with deeper root core issues behind the scenes before he's ready to deal with some of those outer issues. And so true submission and leaning on to what God, you know, has called you to so you guys can fulfill the dreams that he has given you is all a part of the process. But with all of this, you guys, I mean, I think what I'm really saying in this episode is like, we need to step into like our true identity. And I think that we are in a season of like, 
not only have we been believing a lot of false identities, like believing downright lies about ourselves, but we have also been operating in old identities, old identities, you know, 2020 Ashley is so different than 2023 Ashley. 2016 Ashley is so different than 2023 Ashley. 2004 high school graduation Ashley is so different than 2023 Ashley. We're shedding the skin, you guys. Like we are shedding the skin. We are stepping into like the fullness of Christ and claiming true identities over who Christ wants us to be, who he has called us to be. And I've been feeling this like this weird, like after all of this, you know, still tired, still worn out from like 2020 and just the years of like, I mean, it's been three years now that like our world has been just, it just feels like it's getting kind of worse and worse and worse. At the same time, we're seeing exposure, you know, and, and things are happening, but you know, we know how the Bible ends. Like we, we know that, you know, these times, like we really could be living in the last days. And I don't truly know. I I don't want to say like, yes, I a hundred percent believe that we're living in the last days, but then I also don't want to say like, we're not, I really just don't, I, I don't know. But what I do know is that, you know, like we have been in a war between good and evil and it has been intense for a long time now, or what feels like a long time, you know? Um, but then I also think back to history and I'm like, during the Holocaust, though, the, the Holocaust, uh, survivors and the ones who went through that, that must've felt like the world was ending then you know, and then here we are, you know, going through what we are going through today and we're feeling like the world is at the end, but there could still be another like couple hundred years. Like we, we really don't know on that same note. I mean, there are some biblical prophecies that are coming to fruition. You know, um, we are seeing some of this type of stuff change and I, I totally see it. Um, and I totally like believe it in the sense of yes, but we also don't know, like, how long God is going to use this for. Cause we only understand within the time of man, you know, we only understand within the time of man. Like we don't really know what God is saying because all we do know is that we will not know the day and the hour, you know, we should be ready for it. Our oil, our lamp should be full, you know, but we really do not know the day and the hour. Anyway, kind of moving on false identity. One thing that I think has been so huge for Christians, and I've actually noticed this in a lot of my students, um, people who I've talked to about joining our programs, um, just people in the online world is that we have taken on like an identity of rest. And I feel like we're in a season of like, we need to shake off this identity of rest. And that doesn't mean not resting in the word, but like, Rest is not an excuse to not do anything, you know? Look at how the world was formed. God worked for six days, and then on the seventh day, he had rest. And I think we're in a season of getting back to work. Um, And Christians need to stop using the excuse of, I don't want to hustle, I don't want to do this, I only want to rest. Because when it starts to, when the rubber hits the road, when it comes to building a business, you need to get to work. Like you are going to have intense seasons of hustle before you can have those five to 10 hour work weeks. Okay. So I can sell you the transformation and the goal of like, yeah, you can work 10 hours a week on average, give or take maybe 15. You know, I have weeks where I work like five hours, but how many years did it take me to get to that point? You know, how many failures 
did it take me to get to that point? How many moments of burnout where I just was like, man, I want to quit. Did it take me to get to that point? And how interesting is that everybody who teaches us about living in rest, hitting those points, all of it, they had to go experience that stress and that craziness for themselves before they were able to teach us how to avoid it as much as we can. Okay. Their testimony, their story, not wanting us to feel the pain of chronic burnout and whatnot, you know, that testimony is really meant to help us not experience that chronic burnout. But the reality is, you guys, we don't have the heart knowledge until we go experience those things. And so that's going to be different for everyone. But if you are wanting to build a business or you have already built a coaching business and you're not getting the clients that you want and you're not, you know, seeing the fruit and, and whatnot, maybe you're not working enough. Maybe you're not working hard enough. You know, maybe you've been living in that rest identity. You know, another thing that I see you guys, students who get frustrated and don't really move forward um, and non-students alike, a lot of them never get to the point of actually launching. They never put themselves out there. They just say they give up before they even start to do the thing, you know? And so we have to say, like, how am I going to move out of this these false identities, these false things that are claiming identity over me. I was not just called to rest and, you know, be, be fans like Cleopatra eating grapes and, you know, laying down on a, on a, a long, what do they call them? <laughs> I can't even think of the name, like a long couch bed looking thing, you know, like that is not what we were actually called to do. Like we were, we were called to put, to, to work, you know, we were called to, Put in a good day under the sun and then enjoy the fruits of our labor. You know what I mean? And to get pleasure out of the things that we do for work, like Ecclesiastes, you know, just having having joy out of the things that we do for work. And the more that I see this, the more that I understand that being an online marketer, being an online coach, um, building an online business, all of it, it's not really about like the outcome. Like, yes, the money is good and the relationships are amazing. Like I, I love my students and I love what I do. And I wake up energized pretty much every single day to work on things, you know, but the thing is, it's more about the journey. Like it's more about enjoying the everyday journey. And when you are in alignment with where you are called and stepping into that and saying, no, I'm just going to fully step into the fullness of where I am called. Life is going to be so much easier. Like that is the rest that you get to live in. It's not the rest of not doing work. It's the rest of living in something that sets your heart on fire, you know, living in your calling, living in the fullness of Christ. And so if you have mistaken like a rest identity for I'm just not going to do anything like that's a false identity that you have caused. And I specifically think that God is really calling people out of that right now. You know, like I really think that there is like a call to wake Christians up. You know, one of the reasons that our world is in the place that it is in is because we have claimed too much rest. Okay. We have stopped being vigilant. We have stopped, you know, trying to stop what Satan is doing or at least push it back. Like, because we were asleep, we were asleep. And so wake up, launch, get to work, work that booty off, (laughs) start being disciplined. I can speak to myself on all the discipline stuff, you guys. I'm on a health journey, a health journey right now. (laughs) 
(laughs) And it has been very easy to fall victim or to claim some victim mentality over that. And so that's an area that I've been, that I've been working on. And I feel like I'm finally ready to like really address and I'm working on it. Um, one of the things that had happened to me was in 2018, we had our third baby and, uh, my body hadn't totally recovered from, I think, previous pregnancies. And actually in 2014, after I had my first baby, I got back into like a lifting routine and like a CrossFit routine. And I started to notice I was having a lot of, um, tightness in my left leg and like my left hamstring, like just super tight hamstrings, but, um, just a lot of problems in my left leg, you know, but I kept working out, kept working out, would just do a lot of stretching, yada, yada, yada. Um, and then had another baby 2016, you know, got back into a workout routine after having the baby, you know, kind of like rehabbed myself a little bit, you know, but was still just dealing with more tightness on this left part of my leg or on my left leg. And, um, then in 2018 had my third baby, you know, it gets a little bit harder to work out with each one. Um, and you just get tired. You know, we were just in the thick of it, all of it. And after that, started to get back into a workout routine, had some consistency, um, and then had just crazy traumatic things happen to me in my life. Um, and I hope I can share all this someday. You know, it's not really my my thing to share. Um, not, not in my marriage or, you know, (laughs) if anyone's like wondering, um, but just some, just some crazy trauma. And, um, anyway, that happened. That was actually when I really started to see breakthrough in my business, which is so crazy, um, to kind of think about how like God, like really shows up in the moments that we are literally at our weakest and then tried to get back into another kind of like exercise health routine, um, had my, my left leg, like my, I was having major knee issues and then, so like couldn't really be in the gym. And then about two months later had, uh, a major shoulder issue, <laughs> which knocked me out for six months and then tried to get back into another routine again, started working out for another couple months after that. That was probably like summer of 2021. Started having pain in my left leg again. <laughs> and then since then, I have like given up, given up. Like what, like it, it shouldn't be this hard. Like why do I keep having to start and stop? Anyway, you guys finally figured out, well, had had some hints and whatnot that I really think I just need to go to physical therapy to fix my leg. And this is something that started in 2014. And here I am almost nine years later being like, wow, you know, like I just need to go to physical therapy. And so I found a physical therapist. I'm about to call her up all of it. And I'm hoping to heal my leg, (laughs) which I think is actually affecting the rest of my body. But I got to the point where I was like, I just can't even work out anymore because I just am always getting injured. So like movement and taking care of my health, just like fall to the wayside. And I was hit with the trauma. I was hit with the grief. I was hit with all these things, you know, and now I'm in this moment where it's like, that's not who I am anymore. You know, it's time to shake it off. Like that's an old identity. That was a temporary identity associating with grief and with, you know, I can't do this and yada, yada, yada. But think about 
how much there is inside of us, which if we just shook it off, if we just claimed the right identity, if we spoke truth over those lies, if we got to the root of this all from the beginning, you guys, how unstuck would we be in life? You know, how unstuck? (laughs) It'd be amazing, right? You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have loosed my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness that my glory may sing your praise and not be silent. Oh, Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Proverbs, um, I'm sorry, <laughs> Psalm 30, uh, 11, 12. You have loosed my sackcloth, you guys. We are out of the season of grief. We are out of the season of mourning. It is time to take off the sackcloth. It is time to stop playing victim mentalities. It is time to stop operating and out of trauma. It is time to stop living from a false identity. It's time. It's time. Take it off, you guys. Take it off. Take it off. Joy comes in the morning. So guys, before we head out today, I hope that this episode was just so good for you. I hope that you are inspired. I hope that you're feeling convicted. Um, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I have a new guide for you. It's our Holy Spirit led coaches guide to hitting hundred K in the next 12 months, whether you're a brand new business owner, whether you have built a business and, you know, can't get past the, the thousand dollars, $2,000 a month. Um, I want to get you to 10K months in the next 12 months, roughly. And this is totally, totally doable. It's so interesting. I actually did this with my most recent program as well, essentially as a test and built a program where I hit over 100K in less than a year of operating this program and had no experience in this audience, went to a brand new audience. And the thing is, I literally use the systems that I teach you to go and start and launch, build, and then scale an online business that is hitting multiple six figures through my five-phase process, okay? And this is what you're going to learn in the Holy Spirit-led Coach's Guide. Um, Go ahead, download it. It is so good, so excited. And if you need more help, you guys... Apply to be in the Sailor Collective. It's our 12-month group coaching program where you actually get hand-holding through these phases. We have a couple different tiers that you can join in. But yeah, it's incredible. You just go check it out, you guys. Can't wait to see you on the inside. And I will see you next week. We also have some exciting things coming up in the month of February that I cannot wait to announce. Um, And oh, we had so many incredible internship applications come in. Like it's insane. I am feeling, I don't know, (laughs) so blessed and just so lucky to have incredible, incredible people apply for our internship. Um, We are in the process of interviewing, going through our first round of interviews with applications and whatnot, and then we'll probably be making a decision next week on who our new interns are. So I can't wait to announce them and just kind of spread some love and just kind of share some stuff about them as we get closer to that. But yeah, can't wait to see you next week, guys. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Wow, guys, what a great episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you could do me a quick favor and leave a review, I would be forever grateful. In fact, send me a screenshot of that review and I will send you a free coffee on me, on the house, okay? Also, guys, feel free to share this episode. Your friends need to hear this. They need to be encouraged. They need the business advice and I would love to have them in my world. Lastly, come join my free Facebook community. It's the podcast community 
We do challenges. We do free trainings. We do various things throughout the year. And I think that you would love to be connected with other entrepreneurs who are wild and radiant, just like you. 